Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, and welcome to the Living History UK podcast, a podcast for the discerning, and knowledge-hungry historians out there. You can support our podcast and get much more from Living History UK by joining our Patreon from just £1. And by doing so, you'll be a part of an ever-growing community and really help to make a difference as we strive to keep history alive. But for now, enjoy this podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Living History UK podcast, where I, Don Blythe, will be joined by my ever-dutiful comrade-in-arms, Peter Neal. And today, we will be discussing a recent event we went to, Wallingford at War, and the um, other events which fall under the same umbrella of railway events. How are you tonight, Peter? I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. I've uh, now fully recovered from the weekend, ready for a few days off. So, myself, Stephen, Peter, and of course, Chuckles and... Our former colleague, Jake Brown, went to uh, Wallingford in the 40s, formerly Wallingford at War, which is a railway event on the Wallingford and Chosley Railway in South South Oxfordshire. It's not really a standard railway event, uh, as it's sort of organised more by sort of uh, living historians, but it still ticks a lot of the same boxes as your stereotypical um, your stereotypical railway event. So, Peter, please divulge of what exactly we were doing this weekend. So, at uh, Wallingford, back to the 40s, uh, we were betraying members of the 1st Battalion, the Ox and Bucks Infantry in 1940. So, we were doing post-Dunkirk, so it was kind of October time, 1940, and we're kind of moving it into 41. So, it was basically, it was troops in transit, post-Dunkirk, moving into 1941. So, so it's home service stuff. So it's blokes in transit going on leave. So it's kit bag and rifle over your shoulder. Um, and that was it. Just then, just uh, walking around the platforms, talking to people, jumping on the train, going on the train rides. And that was it. And just uh, having a bit of a laugh, really. Now, that, that's, about, that's about what we were doing in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, it was great. We uh, there was No need for any in-depth display or really much planning at all. It was just 
as you say, turn up with your kit bag, your rifle, and your gas mask, and that was it. And that so, and for me, that makes um, makes a good change, to be honest. Um, rather than having to plan anything elongated, so it's a bit refreshing for me. And um, as as some of you may know, I haven't really been doing public World War Two stuff that often, and this was really my first my first railway event. But of course, there were um, I knew what to expect, put it that way. But there were there were quite a few groups, and there was also it, it was a little bit different to your regular railway event in some of the groups that were there. So of of course your you, you, your standard home guard group, uh, the Oxfordshire Home Guard, who are probably one of the better. Um, well, what, what I mean, probably they are one of the better home guard groups in the country. I can say that without the shadow of a doubt. And um, you you do have you had, there were quite a few groups who were sort of definitely outside of the norm. Uh, one of which being uh, there was a Soviet group there whose uh, name I cannot remember how to say, and there was another. There was there was an American group there whose name I cannot remember, but it was um, there with um, I think they were booked under Island at War, and they were sort of portraying American troops in um, early to mid nineteen forty two uh, American troops on the Irish border, and they were accompanied by. Uh, Jack Sam, Sam Jacks, that 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 chap. Everyone will know who I'm on about. Um, in his in his Irish Free State uniform, which was very impressive to see. I I must admit. And so, Peter, where what was your highlight of the weekend? Uh, it's like any any of my weekend. So my weekend, my highlights of all the weekends is always the social aspect of it in the uh in the evenings, spending time with the lads and uh. And mate, and uh, also meeting new people, but um, I don't know. I don't know what the uh, there's a highlight really. It's like it's just going on a train, really, isn't it? <laughs> there's nothing that really stood out for me to say what what was my favourite part. Yeah, I, I really, I, honestly, I couldn't couldn't say. It is honestly for me, it's just the social aspect of it. To be honest. Because I mean, for me, it certainly stood out in terms of quite a lot of events. Is um, normally there's uh, most events these days. Of course, there's a bar or uh, or beer tent, what have you, on site. But this tent, you know, this event shock horror. There, there wasn't anything at all. So we had to venture into the into the wilds of Wallingford to find sustenance and beverage, and um, and I think that was it, it. Made a bit of a change. For your standard event in in the sense of you know we all got in change into civvies and and we we rejoined the rest of society for a, for a brief few hours in the evening which was uh which was quite which was i i quite enjoyed anyway rather than just sort of being cooped up in what was you know relatively a small train station yeah and that's that's why i like that's well that's one of the reasons why i like us doing Wallingford because it's just it just takes us completely out of the normal concept of the that type of event because, uh, like you've just said, it's once once uh, once our working day is done, so to speak. You know, we got changed and headed into Wallingford, so it end becomes more of a proper social for us. So, you know, it's, especially at this time of year, like you stood around, you know, stood around outside, like shivering around a a beer a beer trailer or something like that. Or if they've got nothing like that, you just sat around, you know, with a box <laughs> with a, with a crate, you know, huddling yeah. round a fire. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I, that's why I do like that event because it does take us away from that. So we do our day, get done, dusted, and we actually have more of a social evening of actually going around Wallingford itself. And and it's quite nice. There's some nice pubs and things like that around there. So um, 
and we got to see more of it than we did last year, which was good. So, uh, yeah, so that, that's that's why I found the uh, social aspect of it uh, being my sort of highlight of it, because it's a bit, bit of exploring. Yes, and and explore we did. We went into some uh, some some very good establishments, and and if you're from Wallingford and listen to this, I do um I do implore you for your ability to keep a good public house. So, Pete, as a more as veteran of, of railway events, how do you sort of as as I say, I'm you know relatively new to the sphere of uh, of Second World War stuff. How does this really stack up in in regards to other larger, more established railway events? What I really like about Wallingford, uh, I, I always want to say Wallingford at war, but they're not allowed to call it that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Wallingford back to the 40s what I really like about it is because the groups that are there are, are professional groups you don't have any groups there that are sort of what I call half assed so these are more coming into the realms of like, living history so most of them are living history or they're very very good reenactors. and from the, like, the public point of view you don't get any of the nonsense and what I mean by the nonsense is is you don't get people walking around in like modern service dress with long hair and beards and all that tomfoolery. And that's what really annoys me about these railway events, because you'll get people that are dressing up like that. And you also get other people that are trying to dress up in a uniform. They might wear like a World War Two uniform, but then they're like, they might do some, I don't know. They might wear like a battle dress jacket, trousers, um, and then that will be it. Then they'll have like a beard and a baseball cap on or something like that. It's just like, just completely uh, makes a mockery of what these events are. And you don't get that at Wallingford. Yeah, you see one or two walking around, but from that's from a public point of view. Um, but as a whole, you don't get any of that nonsense because the public are there to be public. They're not trying to be part of it or, you know, um, or trying to make themselves feel part of that atmosphere, but those that do actually do a good job of it. You know, they'll wear norm, they'll wear forty civilian clothing, or if they have decided to come in a World War Two uniform, they do actually look all right. You know, it's it, it's none of that nonsense, and that's what I really really like about Wallingford. You just got none of that because that does really annoy me at these bigger uh, the bigger railway events. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, I I did notice um, 
you know, a, a huge amount of, you know, these, you know, people in, in, in civilian, you know, kit as public, which is really good to see. And um, in terms of like the, the displays and what have you, um, a, most of it was, did seem to be sort of centered around the the home home front, which is good as it's something that definitely needs to be represented a, a lot more and, you know, a lot more outside of, um, you know, just your, your rail, your railway events. Um, and so when you sort of go in, there was there was sort of displays on the right hand side, which which was quite interesting. It was um, a display about reserved occupations um, d- during the war. There were two chaps from the, I believe, the South 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 Staffordshire Living History Association or Living History Group, um, and and they their display was about, as I said, reserved occupations. You know, with because. Let's be honest, reserved occupations were the war-winning thing. Without them, troops wouldn't have had, you know, tanks to drive around, boats to float on water, rifles to shoot, etc. So, and it was good that they were sort of getting the limelight that they deserved. Uh, then after that, you you had uh, Karen. Uh, so Karen, she was uh, she was the lady that organised this whole affair, and her display was the voluntary women's service. Um, and I, I believe she does other events as well. And that's really good, sort of, um, sort of, and she would do displays and talks throughout the day of like ration tips and uh, how to, uh, and anything to do with you know living at home during during the Second World War. And sort of next to her there was there was a bloke, you know, talk, you know, I I love an obscure impression, but there was a bloke wearing Ministry of Food kit. I mean, you know, well, albeit when I say kit, I mean civilian clothes, the brown overcoat with a little brazard that said Ministry of Food. But at the same time, though, it's like if you don't know about the Ministry of Food, it's what kept the nation fed. It was probably the most important ministry during the entire Second World War. And this, you know, and this bloke was doing a display about it, which is, you know, great. Um, who else was there? There was the the Polish Independent uh, Airborne Brigade there. I really uh, liked them. They were very, very good. And they were proper Polish blokes as it- well. Exactly, which I not going to lie, I was not expecting at all. I was just no. expecting a load of you know, load of anoraks, you know, English anoraks. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. am portraying a Polish paratrooper, and no, no, they were all you know, all po- uh, all Polish, which is which is amazing. It's absolutely great to see, and um, and again, you know, highlighting highlighting the role that they that they did during the war. Oh, you know, especially you know, Operation Market Garden, uh, the the ill-fated com- uh, actions and on, amongst many others. But it was good to see that. Um, I've spoken about the Soviet group. There was another group. I don't know the the name of them, but they were sort of stationed around. They were sort of based on the platform, and the the uh with the rail with the railway officer as well, who was um, and they were sort of portraying troops who were you know like wounded and mauled troops that were on their way back from Dunkirk itself, and uh, again, 39, 39 to forty five. Yes, that's it. Yeah, and they they did yeah, they did. they they are what was um back in the day they were field security they used to call themselves, so they used to be field security doing um intelligence corps in the uh, airborne so it was uh intelligence corps attached to the airborne forces in world war ii either be it first airborne sixth airborne but that's that was that's who they were originally was uh field security they used to call themselves but now, now they call themselves 39 45 uh living history group or reenactment group something like that now they do a whole plethora of impressions and 
they obviously they were doing uh, Dunkirk here. They were doing 1940 at Wallingford. But then one of their other impressions that they do do, which you never see, which is, to be fair, it's only them who do it. They do Palestine post-World uh, War Two, So it's sort of 45, sort of 1946. They also do Palestine as well, which is a pretty cool display, if you ever get a chance to see them doing that. They were at Detling doing that, if memory serves correct. Yes, mm. they were. Yes, they were. They were doing that mm. at Detlin. As I know that their their sort of main sort of gab is is doing nineteen fourteen in Battle of France, Drake Dunkirk. But as you now you said the group from the group um them doing Palestine, they were in exactly the same place as, you know, thirty nine to forty five were Detling last year. So oh, okay, that's very interesting, Peg. So there was a so it was a really, really good, you know, caliber of groups uh there this weekend and i'm really looking forward to next year so pete what do you think wallingford back to the 40s what the shortcomings were to this event and i think i already have an inkling of what you're going to say <laughs> uh shortcomings of the event it it's it it does have that stereotypical Huawei event thing where you know, you can't get away from the 40s singers <laughs> singing the same songs over and over again. Um, but looking at Wallingford, you know, they are quite, you know, they are good. You know, the singers are good there, but you always get them. Then you get the impersonators turn up as well. I don't know. I don't, I just don't know. You know, I, I see why they have, you know, the why they have the, um, singers because people like that sort of thing i think it's one of them it's a given you go to a 40s railway event or any 40s weekend you're gonna have the singers um and it is nice to see someone you know live performing but then you get all the impersonators turn up as well and they try and make like big do's out of it if you know what i mean having them doing speeches and things like that and when they don't really sound like them really and, and in some instances don't even look like the person they're, doing, they're portraying. They just, yeah, they make them look like them is, is what they're wearing. Um, but, you know, it, 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 that's just what comes with a railway event. Um, but no, I've got nothing against that sort of thing. Uh long as the people that are doing it are good and they look good and all the rest of it, um, which there is quite a few on the circuit. Like they had, um, so they had Queen Mother there. She She actually does look like Queen Mother. And they actually had Princess Elizabeth, obviously, who became Elizabeth II. And she she had that sort of Princess Elizabeth look about her. Um, so she was actually a... Um, she's a local school girl whose name eludes me. She's, I believe she's actually from uh, from Wallingford itself. Um, and she's uh, 16. And um, she decided that that was a, a thing that she wanted to do. No, well, fair play to her. Well, I hope she keeps it up. Because then when she gets to her late teens, early 20s, hopefully we'll see her at the uh, events continuing that, doing uh, ATS. So that'll be quite good as well if she, if she, uh, if she retains that. So, yeah, well done to her. And even 50 years down the road when, um, you know, everything's going to go full circle and we inevitably start doing, uh, start having 50s and 60s events. Yeah, the heartbeat railway events. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I think that sort of more or less rounds rounds us off nicely. To be honest, it was one of the war was you know it was a bit of a change from from the norm regard regarding your your standard railway events. 
but it was de- it's definitely changed change for the good. Um, of course, there's still still stereotypical items there, but you are you will never be able to run away from that. Let's be honest with that. The public that go to these sort of things want the the crap Churchill impersonators, um, and um, and uh, a lady dressed up as the Queen Mother will never be able to escape that. But you know, despite despite the uh, despite that, you know, it was I, I had a really enjoyable weekend. And it was certain it was certainly a, a different type of, of an event for me, one of which I um I, I reveled in, to say the least. Yeah, so it was very good. It was very good. And we're booked in already for next year. Um, yes, we are. They were they were really happy with us again, like they were last year. Naturally. Uh, they were really happy with how we were just be us being us. <laughs> um, naturally, darling. Naturally. naturally. Uh yeah, so we we are now officially booked in for Wallingford at War 2023, which is going to be the 30th of, of September and the 1st of October next year. Brilliant. Well, that's news to me as well. So yeah, that's that's absolutely amazing stuff to hear. So I think that rounds off nicely. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, boys and girls and otherwise for for listening to us tonight uh, regarding Waterford at Wall all the information is of course in the bio where it's normally found and we will see you on the next podcast which means keep history alive if you've enjoyed this podcast and want to support it then why not send us a PayPal donation all donations help us pay to host the podcast and for us to create new content for your enjoyment. Furthermore, if you would like to submit a question, or even a subject matter for the podcast, join Patreon and send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. The links are in our bio. Until next time, keep history alive.